Chapter Eight of All Friends and New Fancies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gaby Cowan. All Friends and New Fancies, an imaginary sequel to the novels of Jane Austen by Sybil G. Brinton. Chapter Eight. Morland was easily persuaded to prolong his stay at Pemberley until his induction to his new living should take place. This was expected to be no later than the end of June, for Dr. Taylor was anxious to hand over his duties to his successor as soon as possible. Morland was by no means an idler. He spent a considerable part of his time in study and read and worked with mr ferrars helping him occasionally in parish duties the acquaintance of these two men formed directly after morland's arrival promised to ripen into a friendship there were similarities in their characters that mutually attracted them and on the tranquil simplicity of the life at the parsonage morland hoped to model his own the ferrars had so recently arrived at pemberley having as has been said exchanged livings with the former incumbent and left delaford shortly after colonel brandon's death that there had not been time for much intercourse between them and the darcys though elizabeth had been greatly pleased with what she had seen of mrs ferrars since the former's return from bath and after her experience with the other branch of the family she could appreciate fully the immense superiority of edward ferrars over their relations ferrars himself was too quiet diffident and reserved a man to recommend himself easily but in his wife all recognized a woman of a rare and noble nature distinguished alike by the sweetness of her character and by its strength the darcys rejoiced in the increased opportunities of meeting afforded by the presence of their guest and various walks drives and out-of-doors excursions were organized for which the glorious weather of early june afforded every opportunity the first diminution their party suffered was in the departure of georgiana for london which occurred on the seventeenth of the month the visit had long been talked of and georgiana really looked forward with no little pleasure to seeing her old friends for caroline bingley and louisa took pains not to show her of whom they were exceedingly fond the cold-hearted and worldly aspect of their dispositions but when she found herself actually in the travelling carriage with bingley with her maid seated opposite she felt as she did every year the sensation of leaving all that she cared for behind her and of entering scenes alarming because unfamiliar bingley good-naturedly endeavoured to divert her in every way talked of the pleasures awaiting her and of the friends she would see in london kitty bennet and mrs annesley beside her hostesses 
and casually mentioned the possibility of her coming across Colonel Fitzwilliam. Georgiana had been prepared for this by Elizabeth, and had first shrunk from the idea, but afterwards became reconciled to the view put before her, that the first meeting, which must necessarily be painful, must come some time, and it would be best to get it over in a crowd, with a few ordinary words of greeting, which would put them on a comfortable footing for the future she therefore made an effort to reply cheerfully to all bingley's suggestions and had not found the journey tedious when they drew up in grosvenor street in time for dinner on the third day caroline and louisa could not make enough of her and the evening was spent in talking over the plans they had formed for her amusement and in detailing the engagements they had entered into it soon appeared that the ball which bingley had mentioned was on their list for they were also acquainted with mrs george knightley whose entertainment it was and had secured invitations from her to their brother and their young friend bingley inquired of the date of the ball explaining how it affected his movements and his sisters endeavoured to conceal their surprise on hearing that miss kitty bennet was staying with the knightleys i thought when you spoke of coming to fetch her charles that she was with her uncle and aunt in gracechurch street said miss bingley to tell the truth i was not very clear about it myself returned bingley jane told me that she was going to stay over this ball but whether she was in the gardeners or in the knightleys i did not make out until just before we came away it does not make a vast deal of difference to my thinking there is certainly some difference the knightleys live in portland square for one thing replied miss bingley do they i am glad of that for it means i shall not have to drive so far round to pick up kitty was bingley's cheerful answer and he moved away to speak to mr hurst leaving his sisters to their speculations as to how miss bennet could have come to know the george knightley georgiana did not know but conjecture it was through mr and mrs gardiner and the ladies though they refrained from showing their perplexity were even more puzzled to account for the uncle who lived in cheapside being acquainted with such people of fashion have you seen anything of fitzwilliam louisa inquired bingley of his eldest sister when he came to have his coffee up refilled really charles what a foolish question to ask replied mrs hurst with affected carelessness of course we see him frequently when he is in town very good i hope he will come round while i am here and if not i shall get you to give me his direction for i must certainly look him up before i go back mrs hurst made a vague answer for both she and her sister were sincerely anxious to spare georgiana any embarrassment and they would not of their own accord have referred to fitzwilliam until they knew how she was able to bear the mention of his name in public caroline immediately began speaking of another subject but georgiana divining her intentions 
felt that she must not indulge in a foolish sensibility which might give her friends a false impression of the state of things so summoning all her courage she said with a deep blush but a tolerably firm voice yes i hope my cousin may be in town this month elizabeth and my brother gave me many messages for him if i should see him she was conscious that the ladies were looking at her in surprise but that bingley noticed nothing but the amount of milk louisa was putting on his coffee was a great help and caroline the next moment said quietly oh yes no doubt he will call which made it unnecessary for georgiana to say any more bingley having secured his cup next produced a notebook and proceeded to write down the address of fitzwilliam's lodgings and the name of his club and as an afterthought the various engagements to which he had been pledged by his sisters georgiana found that mrs hurst and caroline were anxious she should go with them on the following day to call in portman square and meet mrs george knightley mrs knightley formerly emma woodhouse had since her marriage been able to enjoy a larger measure of the social power and influence in the use of which she had always delighted since mr woodhouse's death she had persuaded her husband to go up into parliament and except for short visits to donwell they now lived entirely in london an arrangement which just suited emma who had long desired some stir and variety in her life after having spent so many unbroken years in a country village mr knightley still took the greatest interest in the farming of his property and as soon as he was trustee to his sister-in-law mrs john knightley for the state of hartfield which had passed to her on her father's death he found as much to do out of london as in it while emma though fond of tomwell had grown weary of the neighbourhood and took a keen pleasure in forming around her in london a large circle of acquaintances whom she loved to entertain and in whose characters and careers she took the deepest interest mrs knightley's ball had become an annual fixture in the month of june and this year she had a special incentive for giving it and for making it as gay as possible at her sister's house she had met mrs gardiner whose husband had long been a close friend in business of mr john knightley mrs gardiner was chaperoning a niece miss catherine bennett a slender blooming young girl and pretty without being very striking but mrs knightley was impressed with her pleasing manners and the enthusiasm with which she received the prospect of a theatre party which was being discussed on that occasion it was the work of a moment for emma to decide that she must ask her sister to bring miss bennett to the ball but during the remainder of the evening while she considered and observed an improvement on the first idea suggested itself miss bennett must be invited to stay in portman square for the great occasion what better arrangement could there be 
Isabella would not want to stay late, but young girls like to dance till the last moment, and she, Emma, would have the benefit of Miss Bennet's help in the preparations, and would be able to introduce her to her partners beforehand. Yes, Miss Bennet was certainly very pretty, prettier than she had appeared at first. Such a slim, upright figure, such a profusion of hair, such a delicate fairness of complexion. She would be a great success. It would be as delightful as when last year the girl who was at the ball as Mrs. Knightley's special friend and protégé had finished the evening triumphantly becoming engaged to the most eligible man present, Sir William's members. Emma felt a thrill at the recollection. The event had justified all her admiration for Sophia Lennox, and Mr. Knightley, who had been so sceptical, had been obliged to admit that sometimes people did marry those whom one had destined for them. There was no Sir William Mansbert this year, it was true, but Miss Bennet was still young, and there was plenty of time for the right man to appear. In fact, it was really only her due that she should be properly taken out in London, in order that she might have every chance, and this her aunt, Mrs. Gardiner, was quite evidently not able to give her. What wonder that the upshot of these reflections was a courteous note to Mrs. Gardiner, begging for the pleasure of a visit from Miss Bennet as soon as her stay in Grace Church Street should be concluded. Kitty was in transports of happiness when all was arranged, and she found herself actually Mrs. George Knightley's guest, with a ball in prospect, and each day one round of visits and shopping and other delights, with intervals only long enough to admit or changing one elegant gown for another for her mother and sisters had taken care she should be provided with an ample wardrobe she soon ceased to regret not having been allowed to accompany lydia to the west indies and before many days were over had discovered a reason to rejoice that she had not gone among mrs knightley's frequent visitors at this time was a young naval lieutenant named william price whom she had met a short time previously at the house of the same mr jates who had paid a visit to bath in the preceding spring mr jates lived in cavendish square and as his wife was a first cousin of william price they had begged the young man to make their house his home whenever he happened to be in london young price had lately been attached to a ship of the line the andromeda which he had been obliged to put into portsmouth for repairs and he had been employing some of the period of his enforced leisure in taking up a course of signalling and gunnery as he was extremely anxious to gain promotion as speedily as possible but he had found that it was necessary to use other means than those of mere hard work and at the present time he was living in london keeping in touch with the admiralty and endeavouring to recommend himself to every high official and person of influence 
with whom he could contrive to become acquainted in the intervals he paid hasty visits to his sisters who were settled in northamptonshire and to his mother at portsmouth and being a young man of excellent address great charm of manner and marked abilities he had gained a deserved popularity and could not help enjoying the gaiety of london life available to him through the hospitality of numerous friends mrs knightley was extremely pleased with him and with his next brother david who was a clerk in the india office and both young men found it a very agreeable house to come to especially when to the welcome of their hostess was added that of a pretty girl who warm-hearted and impulsive did not attempt to conceal her pressure in their company david price was two or three years her junior and in him kitty bennett found only a merry and boyish companion but the manliness of the young sailor aroused different feelings and it was not long before she realized that the visits of william price were becoming the most important thing in her life she dreamt of him before he came she had no eyes for any one else when he was present and she treasured his words when he had gone and although she could not honestly read into those words more than a passing friendliness yet she allowed herself to cherish hopes that each next time there might be something warmer poor kitty had secretly longed to be married ever since she was sixteen and now at last it seemed as if destiny itself was working for her in placing her with so kind a hostess who was always giving invitations and affording opportunities and in sending her such a splendid hero of romance to fall in love with for a hero he was of a campaign at sea when he had distinguished himself as much by bravery as he had on shore by industry a hero with good looks and a shrewd position and prize money saved and at the present moment with nothing particular to do but fall in love with miss kitty bennett it was impossible not to feel under the circumstances that the course of events was plainly marked out mrs knightley certainly thought so too and although she refrained from definite statements her sympathetic attitude encouraged kitty to talk herself into hope and self-confidence the importance of the ball itself in the great scheme of things was not overlooked and emma even dreamt now of a brilliant denouement like last year's she had invited a large number of people and was anxious to have as many dancing couples as possible so mrs hurt's request for permission to bring her brother and miss darcy was warmly acceded to and it was only a matter of regret that their friend colonel fitzwilliam could not be induced to go to any balls this season kitty was delighted at the prospect of meeting georgiana again and when the call spoken of by mrs hurst was being paid on the day following georgiana's arrival she availed herself of a pause in the conversation and a nod and a smile from mrs knightley to ask her friend to come to another room for a few moments 
on the plea of showing her some new possessions georgiana duly admired the bonnets and pelisses and the gold change which was mrs knightley's present and the rose-coloured ball dress which was to make its first appearance on the much talk of occasion kitty's head was evidently full of this event she dwelt on it constantly and from her quick nervous manner georgiana guessed at some kind of special preoccupation with the subject and so you are very happy here kitty perhaps i need not to ask that she said as kitty turned to unfold another new muslin gown oh very happy very happy perfectly happy exclaimed kitty with eagerness mrs knightley is so kind and such nice people come here you have no idea georgiana now do look is not that beautiful a real india muslin and the color just suits me you ought to like it for i bought it with some money elizabeth gave me yes dear i do like it of course returned georgiana but tell me some more about yourself how long were you with the gardeners i forget just how long but i came here on the first of june oh i do not know however i shall be able to leave georgiana i must tell you i have been longing to do so and yet i do not know how i can after all for it was not really happened yet of course you have guessed she went on in answer to georgiana's affectionately inquiring glance it can only be one thing but pray do not mention it to any one for no one has any idea of it except mrs knightley it is so wonderful georgiana do you believe in love at first sight i have never thought about it answered georgiana honestly but i should think it might be possible indeed indeed it is possible it does happen when you see him you will know how easily you will see him on tuesday night i do wonder what you will think of him you must be sure to tell me quite truthfully dear kitty you cannot think how glad i am you mean you are engaged or just about to be oh no 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 exclaimed kitty you do not understand i think i hope but i do not even know if he cares sometimes i feel sure he does and then again he seems to be perfectly indifferent and it is so terrible then more terrible than you can imagine but you will see you will judge yourself i shall depend so much upon you for comfort and counsel especially if bingley asks him to come down and stay at desborough as i mean to persuade him to do georgiana was not much enlightened and her shyness and natural reserve made her hesitate to ask questions on such a subject which had she been kitty she could not have mentioned to any living creature but kitty was evidently longing for sympathy and poured out her hopes and fears and her reasons for both mingling with them a description of william price painted in the most vivid colours and emphasising his courage and distinction as an officer his amiability as a man his perfection as a ballroom partner and the high opinion mr knightley and all sensible men had formed of him georgiana listened and was interested almost again her will she had known kitty to take fancies several times before 
for persons who had not returned her regard or thought of doing so but in this case from what she could gather the young man seemed really to deserve kitty's enthusiasm they had met under mrs knightley's auspices he had been very often at the house and certainly everything considered it was much more likely that he should fall in love with kitty than not nevertheless she hardly knew how to answer her to encourage her in hopes which might prove false would be the cruelest kindest so while murmuring her wishes for her friend's happiness she agreed that she must wait for the evening of the ball before she could really tell how far kitty's dreams were likely to be realized they talked so long that eventually she had to propose a return to the drawing-room fearing to be guilty of discourtesy towards mrs knightley but she was glad that only a moment was left for kitty's hurried inquire about her own affairs as they hastened down the staircase and that she could therefore dismiss the subject with a light word kitty was scarcely satisfied but finding that georgiana could not be induced to speak of colonel fitzwilliam returned to her own all-absorbing topic with the remark i do wish you could meet someone just like my dear mr price End of chapter eight recording by gabby cowan